Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast. All right, we're recording. What's up, guys? Welcome to What's up, Joe? What's up, Nick? Hey, hey. Hi, Austin. Austin decided to join the podcast, so that's freaking sweet. I'm back. He's like anti anti. I've had Austin buried in treatment for three months because of the lockout. Yeah, I know. I feel that. Yeah, how how was that, by the way, for you? Me? Yeah. I mean, when I was down there, it was great. I could, yeah. Couldn't do much. For, couldn't do much from here. Well, I meant like for the for the Colorado athletes. Oh, for the Colorado. I mean. I think this was probably the most productive offseason we've ever had for those guys. I mean, uh, it sucked for them, but I feel like we got so much done by having that little bit of extra time with them. Yeah. Um, you know, not only from a just treatment standpoint, but just like a relationship standpoint. I mean, I, I feel like we kind of got to the level where we were with like all our high school, college kids, where those like those guys are like willing to communicate with us before they talk to their organization people. Yeah. Um which in years past, I don't think we had that relationship just because we were still working on all that. So, yeah, a little more buy in, probably, right? A lot more, yeah, yeah, a lot more buy in. And I mean, even to the point where, you know, hopefully throughout the season, we can be a resource for those guys to, to help them out. Yeah, for sure. I know, I know, like, we really communicate with you and Joe, right? And Chris and Grant, obviously, too. And, right. You know, Robbie, Robbie and JJ. Um, you know, kind of like what Austin does with us here, but like, you know, a little bit bigger scale, honestly, in Colorado, just due to the fact that you have more therapists and, you know, it's a little bit more, we have that text thread that we utilize a lot. I mean, that thing is, you know, show me another facility that communicates like we do, you know what I mean? It's like, it's virtually, virtually impossible to find. And, um, I think that that's a big byproduct of our success that we've had and keeping guys on the field and guys coming back and stuff like that you know and um yeah like you said austin did get his ass kicked <laughs> this oh, yeah. Yeah. winter yeah you know? shout out to uh shout out to duke university for giving us a couple bodies this uh this off season for some residents so yeah muhammad's been awesome he's been a great yeah. been a great addition and the guys really liked him yep you know um, yeah yeah so Austin, how are you feeling after the offseason, man? Hey, it's a relief right now, but I miss all those guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, no. weird, it's weird not having, you know, guys come yeah. in, uh, shoot the crap a little bit, play ping pong. You know, it's just it's just different now, but it's a good little break. Yeah, how about, how about <laughs> so this is our first year for Cody being, like, our facility coordinator, marketing coordinator. Like, dude's getting paid to play ping pong with Webby, you know, <laughs> like – that's his job yeah client client relations and you know that stuff so but no man no like we've talked about too like the you know playing everybody's strengths like everybody's an expert in their own field and like the point of that is to provide like this experience for each athlete where you know you know pushes running the strength aspect the throwing aspect next there is running more like the you know rehab recovery type stuff and you know when you really look at the way we've got it dialed in uh, in both locations, they just, they run differently. Right. Like, um, and a lot of that is just because of the types of clients we have, but, you know, I know from a high school, I mean, we did, I want to say we did like 10 high schools this spring and then like three softball clubs and then another baseball club where we came out and did like preseason assessments. And, you know, when we would find guys within those assessments that either reported, 
pain before this season even started, which could be a, could, a whole other podcast. Um, you know, 20% of Colorado baseball started the season reporting pain, which is insane to me, but not surprising. Um, but, you know, what was the first thing we did is we, you know, one of our questions is like, what are you doing? What, what's your last three to six months been like from a strength standpoint? Um, and by and large, those kids that were hurt, they ain't, they ain't doing anything. Um, and so like being able to, to lean on Joe a little bit, you know, we had a meeting last week with the team, um, you know, lean on Joe a little bit and his expertise. And I, I kind of took a step back and I was like, Hey, listen, strength is, I, I know a lot about strength, but that's not my wheelhouse. Like you guys need to talk to Joe and then, you know, then it just kind of gets the ball rolling from the ground up and the athletes benefit from it and coaches and teams benefit from it. And, you know, it's just kind of how we're running it. So yeah, that's how awesome and he's, you know, the reason he's shaking his head, I know, is because Austin, you know, and you, Nick, both rely on us heavily where so you guys get them on the table that you do the modalities, the needling, you know, right. snap, BFR, all that stuff. And then you have full access to our to the athletes, a block. So it's like certain things are like needed, like that we miss, like you're able to intervene. But right. it happens, you know, and like you guys like, why are you giving me exercise? Well, because you have an entire team that's very capable of doing that in the weight room. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's yeah. it's good guy, Joe. Yeah, it works both ways. Um, I feel like on the pro side, um, those guys have definitely better feel and understanding for what they need and how to communicate it. Um, as opposed to the high school side, uh, you know, you get these young athletes in, and one of our jobs, a big job, both on the PT side, the strength side, is to educate. Um, because I feel like there's a lack of feel for both communication um, and what they're feeling in their bodies. Um, so the better athletes we see are the more communicative athletes um, and they get better faster. They get stronger, faster. They start to perform better, faster. Um, so that kind of perception, communication, education piece is something that, you know, we're still implementing big time on the high school side as to, as opposed to the pro side, it's kind of already, there which is super nice i I mean i was gonna say like i think that's why the you know by and large the pro guys can be a lot easier to work with because they they know that it's their job to tell us what needs to get done versus yeah yeah (laughs) but but then i like think about this way joe on the flip side like so we we refer to a softball girl that was you know 12 14 weeks whatever out of surgery for her shoulder over to, to you guys and um, like she was just at the point in a rehab where she needs four days a week of strength. Like she needs true strength, not, not PT strength. Could we do it? Yes. Yeah. So you guys better at it? Absolutely. But, but like, so Joe goes through, does the assessment. And then I had her for a, for like a follow-up appointment at push. And she's like, Oh, my, uh, my foot's bothered, been bothering me for like four or five years. And I was like, did you tell Joe that during your assessment? Well, no. And I was like, Jesus, you know, like this is where it's so important though. Like what other facility can a doctor ask the right questions to facilitate the conversation to tell the trainer to work on that. And then I remember she came in yesterday and she, and uh, she's talking to JJ. She's like, yeah, my foot's okay though. Like we don't need to worry about that. I just need to get stronger. And it's like trying to get her to, to realize how everything works together. And that is a big reason why we need to ask the right questions and do the right thing. So it's just it's, it's part of our job. It is what it is. But like Joe was saying, the ones that are really good at communicating that, they're probably going to perform better. Yeah, everything comes to education for sure. Absolutely. I mean, that's like sharing Google Drives, doing, you know, certain implications or implements that we've had 
has gone a long way. Like at that text thread we had this morning, Nick, about, you know, getting like client outreach stuff and just getting information. Right. Back and like, you know, there's so many different ways that organizations or even private facilities can, can do it, you know, and it just takes a little bit of communication on the athlete side, the, the coach's side, developing a relationship with the physical therapy side, you know, and even from like an office manager side, like an Ashton or your guys' spots or Cody, right. you know I mean, like, it's just really, it just really depends on like, everything needs to work together. And it's, I mean, it's, we can't have, you know, the, the hitting guy being alone and not talking to us or the throwing coaches being alone and not talking to us on the athletes because that, that movement dictates function in the weight room. You're right. And that function in the weight room dictates movement on the mound. So, you know, and pitch capability and pitch metrics. And like, you know, we just had a kid yesterday get put in a text message, right, Joe, with, uh, with Webby because he's a like left-handed version of Logan Webb. The kid's throwing four seams. Or Logan's like, why would you do that? You know, and, um, you know, just having that, those access to the kids to learn from different people is like, people kind of don't see, you know? Right. And that's, you know, this is what the podcast is about, is about today, by the way. But, um, you know, so that's just off topic combo, which is good. So, Joe, anyways. Um, First off, how many high school kids get to be in a group text with an opening day starter? But that's yeah, crazy. no doubt. Just ridiculous. Um, no, I never had that. I wish I did. Um, yeah, it was kind of my idea for this podcast um, to talk about warm-ups. Um, we've been seeing Nick and I um, just a lot of questions rolling in and kind of teams, coaches, athletes that are kind of lost about how to prepare for uh, a game, a practice, a uh, hitting lesson. Um, so we've been going to each of these kids, these programs, um, and kind of talking individually to them, but I figured kind of a widespread message would be easiest. Um, so Nick, if you want to start off kind of taking us through your process for your assessments and kind of how you yeah. get team or teams rolling on warmups, that'd be great. So one of the things we've been doing this for years, but I feel like this was the first year where I had the ability to you know, decrease my patient load a little bit and really kind of get out and, you know, talk to the coaches, be with the teams and things like that. And um, so we, we worked with, I believe it was, like I said, like nine or 10 high schools, uh, three softball clubs, and then another baseball club. And we basically kind of run through this assessment. We, you know, we call it the elite baseball care assessment. And, you know, realistically what it is, is it's, it's years of us working with baseball guys looking for, what are the easiest, simplest, most, you know, reproducible things we can do with these athletes that we can get through an entire team in an hour? Um, so we go out to the schools, bring some tables. We do, you know, just a high level movement assessment with them, a little bit of posture assessment and um, a table assessment. Uh, and, and I thought that was like really cool. And I think the, the thing I learned this year, though, is none of that stuff matters the thing that we have the biggest, the thing that we had the biggest impact on was the conversation piece with, Hey man, tell me about last year. How was last season? How'd the body hold up? Did you have any issues spring, summer, or fall? How did you take care of it? And I was blown away at how many kids came to us. Like I said, I think it was around, we we're going to roll out like a, like a little post on this here soon, but it was right around like six, 700 kids. And of that six to 700 kids, 20% of them came to us and said, I am either currently having pain or I'm getting over having pain, but I've done nothing about it. And then naturally the follow-up question was um, like, all right, is that normal for you? Or, or tell me, tell me more about it. Then we go into like doctor mode trying to figure out what it is. 
And it was just, it, it blew my mind because half of it was just like low hanging fruit that these kids could take care of, but they just didn't know that that was something they could do. Um, so then it became like, okay, what, what can we do to help these assessments out? All right, we've got this 20% of kids that are reporting pain. You know, let's tell them how we can help them, you know, and, and offer our services to them to help them. That's great. What about the 20 to 30% that just moved really poorly? You know, and that's where I think like the strength aspect comes in and being able to educate them on what they can do from a strength standpoint. But the, you know, the coaches are like, yeah, I'd love to be able to bring on like a push to, to run my program, but obviously that costs money and we're a public school and yada, yada, yada. So then we're like, all right, well, what if, what are you guys doing for prep work for recovery work, things like that. And it was honestly, it was nothing. Um, or it was just like your base level, like track warm ups with some J bands, something like that. So we tried going through all this data and find trends within teams. And I mean, you guys work with enough kids to know that all the high school kids kind of move the same. Um, and then it was just kind of like, all right, let's put something together for these programs that we can go out to that they can burn through on the field that is better than what they were doing that catches some of the low hanging fruit to clean it up. So, um, and that's where like Joe and I went out to a school last week and we were running guys through and the feedback we were getting from the athletes was like, yeah, we're already doing that. We're already doing that. And it was your basic stuff. Like, you know, quad walking quad poles like all the kind of track calisthenic type stuff but then we got to the movement prep and like joe was there there's probably what 90 kids there and we're doing yeah. simple like we're doing like hip rolls super easy right and all of a sudden you collectively just hear groaning like oh like, i can't do this and we're doing t-spine rotations and half the kids can't do it and it's like yeah that makes sense like look at your assessment this is what we found you guys couldn't do that and those were like the coaches were so appreciative of it. And that was great because like, that might be really easy stuff for us, but it's also easy to implement and give to them. And it's better than what they were doing. So, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that grows and like what the follow-up is and things like that. But I mean, we're just trying to, to get as much info out there so that we can keep kids up and running and really affect them from a, you know, factual quantitative basis. I, I agree hundred percent. What, what do we do? when the coach is already utilizing a friend or a different facility, right. Or different coach or something like that for their strength stuff. And they still see these underlying issues. Yeah. I mean, I think the proof is in the pudding and, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we can, it's just, it's a delicate situation, right. Cause of the egos within like our sport, but you know, there's a school that we work with very closely and we have worked with very closely for the last three years. And I, to me, it was a simple conversation of, hey, look at this school, 50% better than you guys. You want to know why? Like, a correlation is like a lot of these kids work with us. Um, their program's healthier. Their program moves better. Their program has stuff already implemented. The kids are knowledgeable. They communicate more. And it's because we've been driving that into this program for three years yeah. versus, you know, hey, I, what you're doing is, is there. But look at the results. You've got more hurt kids. You've got more kids, you know, susceptible to being hurt. You know, how can we help? You know, I think that's the biggest question is like, what are you open to? How can we help? So. Absolutely. And you kind of run into that everywhere. So, um, you know, just kind of spreading knowledge is the best way right now. But obviously, if we can get our hands on these kids uh, and kind of take them through what we think and what we do and have had success with uh, it it's always different and anybody can make you sweat. Anybody can give you any generic warm up. but getting specific with it, you know, what movements are we going to do on the field 
each and every day, you know, what are common issues that are there and how can we fix that um, on a day-to-day basis. And it's honestly, for us, it's super easy. Um, it's pretty basic stuff for, for these kids. It's all brand new. It's complex in their heads. Um, so just getting them in that routine is kind of step one after assessments. Um, and then we can kind of change their approach on it. And then the knowledge kind of sinks in a little bit deeper. At least in my mind, that's the way I think about it. Yeah, I mean, you're also taking like a an athlete approach versus sports-specific approach too, right? Where how many times do you see people implementing sports-specific patterns in the weight room where it's where it needs to be an athlete-specific pattern, you know? Um, you know, you do a good job with one of the high schools we work with, Joe's, you know, you're able to almost design a customized warrant for each guy, you know, based, yeah, on, based off of their movement quality, right? It doesn't matter if they're both left-handed pitchers, you know, player A needs this and player B needs that, right? And it's not it's not the the sport warm-up, it's not that, it's not a generalized program, right? Where you're gonna throw everybody under one one subcategory, it's gonna be athlete specific. And then, you know, that's where with Nick, it's like you treat the athlete, you don't treat the sport, you know. Um absolutely. And it's kind of go ahead, Nick or Joe. Yeah, like the specificity, you know, of the, each and every body, I feel like every coach is kind of missing that piece. Um, you know, they want to warm up fast, they want to get going, and then they want you to perform. Well, there's these steps you need to go through. You need to give athletes time. You need to let them do the things that their body requires to be ready to go. And I think that that knowledge piece for a lot of coaches is missing because it's an old school thought, you know, okay, let's run a couple laps, do a couple of static stretches, and then let's throw, let's go. You know, you got yeah. five, ten minutes. And how many times have you seen teams just walk up to the field, get in the cage, starting off the tee and doing short, short flips? Every day. Before they warm up. This is literally what we're warming up for. That reason right there. Right? And that's why you see so many, like, obliques or hitter shoulders or shoulders and in, in baseball. It's like they just go out cold, right? Or they're just – what Nick said, their their movement alignment, their movement patterns are, are poor, right? And they can't transfer force properly. So that's something that's so easily being able to fit, be fixed, you know, fixing that pelvis position, fixing that ribcage position, allowing that force transfer to go out the barrel or out the hand. It's going to decrease injury right off the bat, you know? Well, I think the, the other feedback we got, you know, from the coaches was, A, they just don't. No, they don't honestly they just don't want to do it you know they have other things to do um but the other part of it too is like they've only got so much daylight and so much time and so much you know allowable you know i guess allocated time to do this stuff so you know on the flip on the back side of it we're like well what if we just put some youtube links on here and put it on the kids to go do some stuff at home right like you know, I, I realized that, like, yesterday's a perfect example of it. Um, you know, it started snowing yesterday and all the games got canceled. Welcome to Colorado baseball, right? Um, I was disappointed at how little people showed up yesterday to the gym on a day where the games got canceled, where they could get in an extra movement day or get in some recovery work and things like that. Um, what I'm hoping is that they at least did something on their own at home. And even if we can't get the kids in directly, like, give them information, give them avenues to do it because – I want to keep them healthy um but you know i think like the coaches do like they try their best but at the end of the day like they're handcuffed they got so much other shit going on that it's it's tough at the same so, time it's like that's kind of a bullshit answer too where you have 
teams from the state of Colorado and teams from the state of Arizona working hand in hand with us. We have coaches going to them at six o'clock in the morning, some days, yep. seven a.m. on a Saturday, whatever it may be, and saying, This is our schedule. This is your, we looked at your schedule. This is our schedule. These are the days we're lifting, no matter what, unless the game is canceled and, you know, reset. If, if even you can lift on game day still, right? So it's like these kids need to know they can lift on game day. So it's like, if we can get those yeah. coaches to buy in on that aspect of like, hey, like just give us give us a half hour to go over your schedule with you and we'll lay everything out for you. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then at some point it's on the kid, you know. If the kid doesn't want to be great, he's not going to do the things that are required, you know. And if they're hurt, a lot of times they will until they're healthy again and then they kind of stop and then things act up again. Um, so we see that a lot. And, you know, you can educate, 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 at some point, it's going to be on the kid to do it. Mm-hmm. You can lead a horse to water. I mean, that's the old <laughs> saying, right? Yeah. So, but no, I mean, I think, I don't know. I feel like we, I mean, like I said, this is our fifth year, fifth or sixth year of doing assessments and stuff like that. And every year, I think we've gotten better and better and better at them. We're, we're looking at ways to improve them, not just from a logistical standpoint, but um, a follow-up standpoint and also just making them impactful and meaningful. Like, we don't want to just go out there just to get in front of kids and say the same thing every single time. We really want to get out there to, to, you know, kind of put our footprint on what we think is the best thing for these kids and help them out. Um, and the buy-in is, you know, the buy-in is, is from a coaching standpoint is really good. It's just the application and the implementation is we got to get better at that. So. Yeah. I mean, you got to look at like, we have over hundred, hundred plus, professional athletes trusting us with their process and years, right? And, you know, a 15-year-old parent, it lies on their parents too, right? Where it's like, they they question everything we do, which is great. We want them to question it, but it's like, don't think you know more than what you're seeking out, essentially, right? Unless you are in that profession or you are in that field or you played high-level baseball, like, we're not going to question you. Like, you can question us all you want, but – we want to give you answers. If we don't have answers, we're going to go find it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's part of it too. Is like the parent is, is part of the issue as well, where they'll make excuses for the athlete. Right. Um, I'm not going to get into where we are in the world right now with that, but like, you know, with the kids, like it's not the kid's fault or when they are the way they are. You know? Yeah. And well, I, th- I think that comes back to the communication side too, is, like how many parents don't know that something's going on because the kid doesn't tell them or for you, for you guys, like how, how many kids didn't get results in the weight room because the kid didn't tell them that they weren't doing the things they needed to do in the weight room. And then it comes back. It's like, well, those guys suck. My kid didn't get any better. And it's like, well, your kid showed up half the time, never signed up. And when he was here was on his phone, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's communication. I mean, communication, right? Yeah, and like on the youth, obviously, level, um, semi-rest on the parents. Um, you know, you, you were talking the other day about a, a phone call with a kid from one of these schools, their parents, and they had no idea they were even in pain, their own yep. athlete. Uh, so, I mean, that is truly on the athlete. But the parents need to be, you know, assisted in this process as well, especially at that age. Um, when we get into the collegiate pro level, it's on them, truly, the athlete. But uh, 
yeah, communication. I mean, what what can we what do you think we can do better to reach the the, the parent right? Where I know Nick, you're putting together newsletter stuff. You know, uh, we already have a, a newsletter that people sign up for. Uh, I know yeah. we're doing more collaborative stuff with Austin and Cody and yourself and Joe. I think you're writing an article for Monday. So when this podcast comes out, your article will come out on the same newsletter, right? Um, so, you damn, know, Ashton, that's efficient. <laughs> yep, she's we're on it. She's smart sometimes. <laughs> no, I think uh, you know we've talked about things like players' banquets at the end of the year to meet. I mean, I'm always blown away at how many kids get dropped off by their parents for an assessment with us. It's a doctor's appointment, and you're dropping your kid off. Yep. And I've never met your parent and you're 16 years old. Yeah. I hate um, that. You know, or, you know, I've, I've, I've seen kids on the flip side of it, I've seen kids where their parents come in and I'm like, Hey, who does your program here? Push. It's like, I've never met the trainer. I'm like, how is like, if I'm paying money for a service, I want to know who I'm writing the check to. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, I want to be able to, to put a, you know, a face to the name and have a communication with them on like what my goals, wants, needs are. And, you know, I think that that's a huge miss. That's a huge missing component of our assessments is, you know, we rely on the coaches to send out information to the parents and there's waivers. We have waivers on the form that need to be signed by parents and I'll call a parent up and I'll be like, Hey, well, we saw your son. I'm Dr. Nick, blah, blah. They're like, Oh, I didn't know this was happening. And you're like, Jesus, man. Like, it starts with it starts with being able to communicate to the parents what we're trying to accomplish, so the parents can get them there, to so we can deliver the the service to them, so that we can help get them better. So we also need to give them real realistic expectations too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where they like Ashton just said, like a lot of parents call and want a quick fix. <laughs> you know what I mean? They want a quick fix of their injury, or they want a quick fix like, hey, they have a showcase in two weeks. Like, can we get three miles an hour of their deal? Yeah, that's yeah. probably the most common thing I've got lately is like I have a month off before XYZ. Hey, guys. Um, hey, and coach. what program do you have that I could do this and then just go into summer ball and be done? And I'm like, eh, yeah. it's not really how it works. Um, but it's a common thing that people think that they're getting. So I think just helping yeah. to educate that, too, is it's not just like a six week program. It's a commitment well, like to we, like, like a lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like we've tapped in a pretty good youth source in Colorado, right? Where we're able to tell these kids, like this kid's parents right off the bat, this is not a one year, two year thing at seventh, eighth, seventh grade, right? Or sixth, six seventh weeks. grade or six weeks, right? This is really, this is where you're going to be goal one, goal two, goal three, going into year eight with us. Like this is where you need to be, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. off the top of my head, I have like five athletes that have been with us since middle school. Yep. And they're finally in the, you know, upper half of college or excuse me, uh, high school. And, you know, they're outperforming all these seniors and juniors and they've been doing it for a long, long time um, because they have had consistency. They've been attentive to their bodies and they've done it right. They've relied on the right people um, and they just flourish in that. But kind of jumping back, I had a conversation with a dad just yesterday. Um, his daughter was coming off ACL surgery, and he was like, we have our biggest showcase of the year in May, so just kind of getting ready for that. And, <laughs> and I was like, well, this is the process, and like nothing is guaranteed. If anyone comes to you and tells your son, your daughter, hey, you're going to throw 90 in six months, guaranteed, 
Leave. Run away from that person. Leave. <laughs> uh, no one can tell your future. Um, and a lot of it is based on that consistency, kind of like I was talking about. But um, yeah, just the perception of each parent's kid is so different. You know, some understand, some are completely lost. So like when I go into an assessment with a brand new kid, I ask their parent, hey, how much of this do you want to know? I'll go as deep as you want, okay? I can give you the overlay. I can go into deep, deep detail. We can talk about, you know, once this changes, we can move here. Um, but kind of educating the parents has been a bigger process than I could have imagined in, in this role. Um, because, you know, you want to work with your athletes, but a lot of them have parents who care and a lot have parents that don't. And really, um, so just, a lot of the parents are going to honestly listen to Austin or Nick a little bit more just because of the name doctor, right? So, like, that's where we rely on them to say, hey, like, actually, you do need to be doing this. And, like, Nick, give that example for that, that softball player that was, quote, unquote, a little bit slower, moving more poorly, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, at the end of the day, we, we had a, you know, we've got an athlete that's a really good fit to kind of move, you know, bridge that. We always talk about, like, bridging the gap between performance and rehab, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's, like, perfect example, like, hey, I think he could really benefit here, you know? And it's like, well, I've heard this, and I've seen that, and, you know, this, that, and the other. And I'm sitting, and I'm like, well, that's not, that's not true. Um, I think we need to have a conversation about that because this, this example you're using is – one of the best players in the state for one and for two is moving phenomenal compared to when we had first met him. Um, so I think just like being able, like that's not something that anybody would say to you guys though. They're going to say it to me. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm hundred percent going to go to bat one for my athlete that's already there. And two for getting the other athlete that I think needs, needs those services to be successful. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think that you're you're fighting, like, parents at some point that, like you said, maybe they think they know more than you, um, whatever level that's at. And I just had a thought, too, when you were asking, like, hey, how, how good was, like, how good was the lockout for next era? You know what it was? Gave me the ability to talk to parents and say, you know what? Some of the best names in the game did this offseason. You know, we were, you know, you're able to kind of, like, use them as examples for you want to know what greatness looks like. Like, this is what these guys do. You know, do you want to be in a similar routine? And obviously, like, there's financial issues and things like that. Like, a big leader can afford to come in four times a week. But I think just speaking to those those pro guys' mentality to how they approach their routines, you know, we have that leverage now, whereas three years ago, I couldn't talk like that. Um, you know, so it's like earning their trust and you know, decreasing their you know, fear and uncertainty by, by being able to kind of say, Hey, we worked with these guys this is what they did was huge. Um, so no, I went some on, care, on that. Though, right. Some, yeah. care, some people care that these guys trust us and some people don't at the yeah. same time. You know, some people care that we have the relationships with the college. We are one, we're one, they're one phone call away from a university that they want to go to from Joe or yeah. Joe or Chris Grant, I, whoever may be Taylor. Right. And they don't care, right? Or they go, they're going to a college that we have a relationship with their ATC staff, their strength staff, their pitching coach, and they don't care, you know? Um, yeah. A lot of times it we comes down to where kids want to train is because of their friends, you know? And um, that's not an issue. Great. I want to be around my friends, right? I want to, I want to hang out with my boys. Um, 
but same time, like I got to know what's best for my career. Yeah. I had a, how much of this is kind of off topic, but kind of on topic. Um, we had an interesting one yesterday. We had a, we had an eighth grade kid come in here. He's uh, a catcher and he didn't want to come in here, but his mom was making him because the kid's been having, his, his mom's a patient of ours and he, and you know, she wanted to get him in here and the kid didn't want to come in. And I found that pretty interesting. And so, you know, I was talking to my therapist that worked with him yesterday because they did a follow-up call and, you know, apparently he's feeling great and he's glad he came in. Um, and I was like, did you like find out more about what his hesitancy was for coming in? And his answer was, I guess his mom said this, um, you know, I'm glad I came in. The kid said, I'm glad I came in. I was afraid to come in because I know the caliber of athletes they work with. That's a big baseball place. They work with like, really big names, you know, in the, in the high school, college professional realm. And he's like an eighth grader that's intimidated. And I kind of like took a step back. I was like, I never thought of that. Um, but then, then I got to thinking more and I was like, there was a club we tried to work with, you know, down in AZ last year. And the coach was like, Hey, you don't want our kids. Like, you know, our kids aren't as good as the type of athletes you work with. I'm like, wait, yeah, that's my brother's, one of my brother's best friends. And I'm like, that's so incredibly wrong. It's, it's, it's just downright wrong. Yeah. Like I, I would rather, I want to, I want to influence those kids. I want those kids to get the same thing that the high level athletes do. And I want them to be able to be successful. So I found that interesting. I was like, you don't want to come in because we work with big leaguers. You kidding? So yeah. I don't know if we, we, your guys' experiences with that, but. What's, what's your, what's your combo with the parent when they say that? Um, well, sorry if anyone didn't hear that. I was just saying, I've heard that as well on my end. Um, and one, they're nervous because they don't have a friend if they're, you know, new. Um, but I'll kind of explain to them, you know, like, this is where you get started, like on that path with those same level of strength coaches and physiotherapists, you know, get where you want. It doesn't, we're going to customize everything to you. But it's just interesting that, you know, we're offering these programs. They're still saying, I'm nervous to be here. I'm, I don't feel like, I feel like everyone's watching me you know, no one is, but at the end of the day, they're still kids. Right. So just making right. sure that they feel comfortable and they feel welcome also. Um, and yeah, it's something I think that we're, it's, it's a different challenge we didn't expect. So making sure that those kids feel welcome at all times as well, just as much as our big leaguers. So, right. Yeah. Joe, I think you do a phenomenal job with that. Like yeah. you guys, right. Yeah. You want, you want your athletes to feel special and like cared for obviously. And, I mean, just talking to them every day, like, I'm not going to go into the gym and just talk to our pro group. I'm going to talk to eighth grade little Johnny. I'm going to talk to the kid that's a junior that made JV and he really wants to be on varsity. It doesn't matter. I'm never going to be too good for an athlete as a coach or you know, Nick. Yeah, as a we're just as excited as a sophomore in a sophomore hitting a home run in a JV game as we are yeah. uh, a varsity home run or a big league home run. Oh, Ashley's over Absolutely. <laughs> My coffee's gone. gone. <laughs> um, you know, like, that's what people need to realize, too. Like, this episode pretty much is directed for parents, I would say. <laughs> you know? And we're not bad-mouthing parents by all means. Like, parents get it. You know, It so is tough parenting. It. it is tough parenting. I know. If anybody you wants a nanny for us down in Arizona, this is an open call to that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for so. one too. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, you know, then we have like the great spectrum of it where we have like a Joey Yenner's parents who have just bought in, bought in, bought in, didn't press the kid to be playing ultra competitive baseball, 
you know, and look at it, look at that. It's a starter on varsity at a at one of the top ranked high schools in Colorado, you know. Um, you know and so his my- license plates are Arm Farm. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Joey, sick. if you're listening, I saw your personalized license plates. I know they say Arm Farm. That's kind of dope, actually. <laughs> he lives by that motto, too. Yeah. <laughs> like when he was in here last week or two weeks ago with the school he's with, and you can just tell like he goes about it differently than a lot of other kids. Even the kids yeah. that still, like even the kids that train with us, right? But that might be just because those kids have been with us for five months and Joey's been with us for five years, six years. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, and it starts with, with with his parents. Like they they bought in, they bought in with you, they bought in with us, they 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 have feel, they don't press them. A lot of people understand they don't need to understand too, man. It's like this this needs to be fun. Like the sport is, this is a game. Like you're not getting paid, right? As in that youth kid, like that little seventh grader, Stanford, I'm sorry, Stanford or Oklahoma State aren't at your schools watching you. Like that ring doesn't mean shit. Like that little trophy doesn't mean shit, right? And you'll see that way more here in Arizona than you do in Colorado. And it's, it's absolutely absurd. Like Easton's little six, six-year-old baseball team, like I told the coach, I go, he just needs to have fun. I don't care. Like if you want to give him the game ball, Give him the game ball, hands down. Yeah, and I like the kid. Easton wants the game ball, but he also wants to learn and just have fun with his friends. That's for me. That's what's more important. Yeah. Right? Um, but how are they up for sponsorship yet? Can we sponsor him yet, or like what's going on? NIL deals for Easton or <laughs> Mavericks? <laughs> taking four years old. I think I've noticed down there is like with our youth. You know what? What small youth program that we we personally have is. We had one kid that was playing four different teams. Yeah. And he didn't even live in Arizona. He was living in Arizona to play on these four teams. And I was like, oh, my. Like, as a parent, I'm like, that's that's wild to me, for one. But I guess, you know, everybody's situation is different. But, um, I mean, you don't even hardly have four teams here. So, a little bit different. But I just, I just found that interesting. Like, you moved to Arizona to play baseball as a – I don't know. Austin knows who I'm talking about. I think he's like 10, 11. Um, mm-hmm. And you play on four teams. I'm like, what happens when those two teams play each other? Like, who do you pick? Like, it's <laughs> weird. And also, it's, it shows you, too, as a parent, like, you need to interview, A, the team that you're going to, ask them these kind of questions, right? B, interview your physical therapist you're going to go to, you're looking at, and C, your strength staff you're looking at, or facility you're looking at, right? Like, don't just send your kid off because their friends are going somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, like to an extent that's okay. But also to the extent, like if you can train to get better, you can train to get worse. If you can do prehab or rehab to get better, you can do prehab or rehab that's going to make you worse. Right. You can take a thousand swings in the cage, but those thousand swings out of those thousand swings, 998 of them made him worse, made you worse, you know? Um, so it's not just about repetitions or going to a facility or going to a PT. It's like the quality of the product matters as well, right? right? So parents need to be interviewing you, me, Joe, Austin, you know, everybody before they start their, their high school or their youth baseball team. Their high school is a little bit different. Obviously, I'm talking more youth level, you know, um, like you like you go to a recruiting trip in college, you ask the pitching. I was about to say, yeah, it's, you have to get into that habit younger so that when you yeah. do get to that point in college, you know how to write the, ask the right questions and um, yeah. Joe, you got anything else? <laughs> no, I think we covered it all. 
uh, we kind of jumped around, but I thought that was, you know, it's classic. Informative and, yeah, it's classic us. Uh, yeah, like on Nick, your side, I mean, I compare that to you go to a physician because you're hurt and then they send you to a surgeon and boom, that surgeon does your surgery. Well, he did a terrible job. And we see this all the time with surgeries. You know, you need to interview people. You need to ask questions. You need to make sure that it fits. And, you know, I don't really care. You know, a kid doesn't like it here. Fine. Go find someone else that you yeah. like and you'll do their program. Yeah. Um, it's going to be different. That's a different topic. But you need to find the best for you, uh, whether it's, you know, an individual coach, uh, a certain PT that you like to see, you know, and that's okay. Um but yeah, asking questions, I mean, that should be a baseline thing. I hope to God parents listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shout out weird. all my parents. All parents listen to this. Yeah, title parents. It'll hey, make our lives easier. Yeah. I mean, yeah, subscribe to the newsletter. Listen to the podcast. I mean, there's yeah. so Get much. The read the blogs. Talk there's to your so doctors. Much. Talk to your coaches. Yeah. <laughs> The information's out there, right? I mean, it's just a matter of what do you want to do with it, too. So, Bro, if, I'm, if I'm paying four grand a season for my kids to play baseball, you bet your ass that I'm asking these damn questions. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, like, I was, you know, the, the assessments that we did, I, it's kind of frustrating when you call a, you call up, you know, we call the parents because they need to know they were seen by us, but you call a parent up and you have a doctor who specializes in working with your athlete and is well known in the community. And we say, your kid told me he's got pain and I don't hear anything back. And it's like, well, they have my number. So at some point during the season, and we're seeing it now, we're, you know, we're two weeks into the spring season here, really. And guess what? People are calling us. That was not our intention. Our intention was to make them start the season healthy, yep. not to get two, three weeks into the season and give you an, I told you so. And it's frustrating, right? Like, the, the information was right in front of everybody, and we just wanted you to do something with it. So. That's something I always tell you both, and it's like we we usually don't get the healthy athlete, right? Yeah. Sometimes we do. It's you know it's more so the kid that was doing something else or not doing something at all comes to us because they're injured, and then now it's your job, Joe's job, my job, Austin's job, whoever's job it may be to get him back on the playing field puts more pressure on us, right? So we can't do all this fun performance stuff. It's more so bridging the gap between performance and rehab. And it's going to be a slower process, right? Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not throwing hard, but are you throwing without pain? Boom. Yes. Check that box. Now we can increase your velocity, right? Um, you know, that's kind of the, uh, the factor that we, that we look at, too. It's like good for us that we get that clientele. But at the same time, like, I want healthy kids to come to us. Mm -hmm. I don't want those kids to come to us because they're hurt. You know, mm -hmm. um, full, you know. Full, full circle. That's why that specificity matters, whether it's your warm up, your plan of treatment, um, your strength program, your on field throwing program. That's where that specificity really matters. See, we just tied it together. See what we did there? Boom. And a nice bow. Joe, good job. That's what you're here for. <laughs> you got anything? You said so much. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking about everything. I think it, it makes it when we see an athlete that's already hurt that, you know, say for instance, Nick, when you do the assessments in Colorado, like maybe they're not hurt at the time, but you see some things that they could work on, mm -hmm. but they never reach out because, you know, they don't think they need it. And then all of a sudden they get hurt. 
then they need it. And then there's so much pressure from the team, from the coach, from the parents to keep them on the field that we can never truly get them back to 100% because they have all this pressure from the coaches. It just makes it so much harder to, you know, for the athlete one to enjoy their season because they're under so much pressure to play, but they have pain. Um, so I think that's why these assessments are so important. And even if you're yeah. not like come see us for like maintenance work or, you know, get that specific warm up that you need to, you know, not have those injuries happen during the season. Well, and the, the parent follow up with the kids who it's, it's easy to call a parent up and be like, Hey, what's up? I'm Dr. Nick Thurlow, blah, blah. Uh, your kid has elbow pain. He told me that. Do you know about it? No. Okay. Here's what it is. Here's how I treat it. How can I help? Right. That conversation's easy. To your point, Austin, the calling the kids up that just move like shit and being like, Hey, your son has X, Y, Z, and that's going to make them susceptible to this stuff. You know, the pushback we get, you know, if parents are listening to this, the pushback we get is like, oh, I just got this guy calling me up because he's, he's just trying to get my kid in the door and take my money. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I'm trying to save you money. I'm trying to save you money on your kid getting hurt. I'm trying to save you money on you have these showcases and summer programs and pitching coaches and all this stuff that you've put thousands of dollars into. And I'm trying to get you in as little as possible to make sure you could do that stuff. And, you know, I always tell parents all the time, like, I'd rather see your kid. I just had a conversation with a mom that was in here. I hadn't seen her son since last spring. Uh, and, you know, I'd say, I'd rather see your kid, your kids, you know, your kids, a PO, the sophomore. All right, cool. I'd rather see him once or twice a month than one to two times a week for two months because it was too late. Well, he he said his arm's been feeling great. And I'm like, well, how's he moving? Oh, your kid didn't come to our assessments because he wasn't in pain, didn't think he needed it. So he's coming in next week. I'll be curious to see how he's moving. But that's just like on the education side. Like, hey, I'm not here to tell you, you know, you have to come in. I'm telling you that if you come in, this is how we can help. Um, and it, it has everything to do with trying to keep you doing the things that you love doing at the highest level possible. So, um, yeah, so that we're not, we're not calling just to take your money. <laughs> we're calling to make sure you can continue doing the things you want to do and, and, you know, the money you've already spent, make sure you can do it. So. Yeah, for sure. Anything else guys? I think we're good. All right. Yeah. Nope. Now that everybody knows we have a newsletter, subscribe to it, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, Nick, your newsletter is going to be out when? So we just wrote our first one, and it was just kind of a recap of some of the things we talked about on the front end of this. Um, for uh, Cody just did a really good job of redoing all of our social media. Um, so we have a link tree now. You can sub- subscribe mm-hmm. to it. Um, but also, um, if you were a athlete that participated in one of our assessments, uh, the reason why we got your parents email was that, so one, we could email out the results and two, we're going to be sending out that monthly newsletter, um, to you guys. And it's just tips and tricks on things you can do in season. Um, I think Joe wrote an article on like the importance of in-season strength training. So we'll have some, some guest, uh, newsletters in there. I've got a, a surgeon, the Rocky surgeon is going to write something for us and put it in there. Uh, so there's lots of good info. Then also on our websites, both of our websites, that we have a link to your your page, our page. You can book assessments on there for both of us. So, um, yeah, if you have any other questions, feel free to email either Push or Nextera. And you know, this is the time of year where kids are starting to you know drop drop like flies. So, you know, knock on wood that our guys stay healthy. But you know, um, you know, sometimes we can't prevent it. So, 
Um, but I appreciate you guys. Austin, thanks for all those commentaries. Yep, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Austin. Austin, you need, Austin's doing one of these without me on here. I talk too much. So, well, you guys are wearing the same hat. So, look, you guys are wearing the same hat. Squad. New logo. Hey, we got a new lo- we, yeah, we got a new logo. Let's get that out there. Let's put, let's put that out on the. Uh... Come on, Cody. All right, y'all.